Well, hello there, and welcome to another Weekend Update. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Happy uh, Saturday. Hope everything's going well for you today, sir. It is a lot of interesting things to talk about today. A couple of strange things uh, that I'll be playing for you. Uh, I gave you kind of a preview before we started the show. Um, Interesting thing happened at O'Hare Airport uh, last night. Did you hear about this? O'Hare in Chicago... One of the country's biggest airports. Um, yeah. They hear, about seven o'clock last night. Uh, people heard this. Now, I don't know if you've been to O'Hare Airport in Chicago. It is massive. Uh, right. Big airport. Uh, and last night, they told everybody in all the different uh, wings of the, of the airport to go to, I think it was, Sea Terminal and to stay away from the windows, to shelter in place. It's Sea Terminal. And, uh, I mean, this is, this is scary stuff. I mean... There are people waiting to get on their airplane. They're sitting around all over this place. Uh, it is massive. And all of a sudden, they were told to clear out of every place but Sea Terminal. And they said it was because of weather. They said it was because of a possible tornado near the airport. Now, I've... Bull. Yeah. See, that not that awful? There was a time when we would just say, of course, it was weather. They said so. Are there windows by C terminal? Well, I'm, I'm sure there must be, but there it must be fewer windows at C terminal than uh, the but other. Aren't I've been to O'Hare; it's been a long time, but mm-hmm. uh, it seemed like there were places in there that you could have gone where you were away from the windows. It says would have passengers were warned severe weather warning. Severe weather is upon the airport. Please seek shelter immediately. Shelter in place is in effect. Move away from all windows and glass. Wouldn't Seek they have shelter. Known that, Go ahead. Wouldn't they have known about that before and the flights would have been uh, slowed down or anything? I mean, we don't know all the, the, the preliminaries of it, but uh, that just sounds kind of odd to me. It does. It does yeah. sound kind of odd. Um, you know, I happen to agree a- with you that they would have seen it on the weather forecast. Doppler radar. They got radar all over that place. Yeah, they do. Hey, you know, there was a big story, too, uh, another big story that ended. There's people that follow these crime stories, and they go for it ever and ever, and I guess for about 13 years, uh, there's a fellow known as the uh, Lisk. Uh, he's a serial killer. They call him Lisk. And mm-hmm. it's the Long Island serial killer. Oh, yeah. And uh turns out they got him yesterday. Well, they so, got him for four of them. They got him for four of the murders. I guess they were like eight or ten. But they oh, got yeah, the, well, more maybe because what he would do is he would find these, you know, dancers or prostitutes, and then they would sit there and he'd take them and then uh, they, he'd put them in these, uh, I guess, bags or whatever and bury them out in Long Beach. You know, the guy, if you saw, Long Island. did you see pictures of him? He's about 6'4 and about, yeah. about 325 pounds. Big guy. Yeah. He is an architect, has yeah, an office in Manhattan. 
did you see a picture of the house that he lives in, 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 in on Long Island? This is an architect, and his house is a dump. And he's got two kids and a wife. Yeah, and, you know, uh, you got to feel bad for her. But you know what? There's, for a person to have that, I, I, I'm assuming that he started getting into whatever this thing is. Uh, when you trace it back, it's like 13 years or whatever, that he probably started at 30 somewhere around 39 or something like that. And it, you know, even though he's 49 now, I'm just saying that's probably the timeline, but that's when they've been tracking these killings. I don't think he just flipped a switch at that point in his life. Oh, you're going to probably find out he's like John Wayne Gacy. You know, John Wayne Gacy was, I've heard of the name. Yeah, yeah. John Wayne Gacy was a, a serial killer back in the, uh, uh, I believe it was the seventies. I could, I, I'd have to check my, my, but he was, uh, he was, he would dress up as a clown. He was an entertainer. Yeah, yeah. He would have, he would do uh, children's birthday parties and, and shows. He would actually kill young children, uh, young boys. And then he would bury them, I think in his yard. Gacy and this, this and, and everybody thought this guy was lovable. There's a picture of him. Uh, with Rose, 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 I'm sorry, with Rosalind Carter. Yeah. With, uh, the, she was the first lady at the time, and there's John Wayne Gacy standing next to her. I mean, it's yeah. it, these people are so devious. They showed last night on the Greg Kelly show uh, an interview that this guy, this Long Island murderer, did for French television. It was in English. And they went into his office for some reason, and it made a point to interview this guy about his architecture, his what he did for a living, and mm-hmm. like he was something special. A- and they were in there talking to a serial killer. I yeah. mean, these people. I guess that's part of the the problem with these people. They they can they can lure people into them, you know. I guess they can do that in a lot of things. They can seem to be very attractive, you know. Yeah. Um, Joe Biden is probably jealous because when he goes up and nibbles on a kid's ear or somebody's ear, they back off. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, boy, yeah. that's sick. Did you see that that picture of oh, him in Finland? Yeah, and yeah, yeah, I saw that. It's you know, we got a we got a pedophile in the White House. We got a pervert in the White House. Speaking of which, though, you know, you talk about the uh, the the cocaine case can't go away. And I don't know if the public's going to let it go away, but you know, the view that that's such a credible, you know, news source. And I said, this was going to happen. And what did they put out there yesterday? Well, you know, it's fodder for the Republicans and it's most likely the Republicans planted that story to hurt Hunter and his loving father. Oh, gag me. Can you, they, 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 they damn are Republicans. This, Bull crap. This is why um, I have a hard time. I, w- I won't. If I can avoid a Disney movie now, I'll do it because they own ABC, you know. Uh, Disney owns ABC. So uh, they're all part yeah. of the same organization, same club. To, to leave a program like The View up uh, and, and then let it be uh, represented as some kind of a authoritative news talk program. These these people are a bunch of clowns. Yeah, they are. And you know what? I mean, the view and the news, 
they're all like a bunch of festering sores. Yeah. You know, <laughs> need to go get uh, go see well, the doctor and get some antibiotics you, for you, it because you, you just it, it ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen know. not in in this uh, woke world we live in. I mean, you hear these clapping seals in the audience. Oh, in responding to their stupidity. It's just amazing. Mm. But then again, uh, that's just me. And it is a free country, and I guess they do have the right to display their stupidity on a national scale. Um, John Kirby, you know who he is, right? He's one of the spokespeople for the president, former yeah. former admiral, which, my, my God, you know what it just proves? It proves that not every officer is a great military mind. It just, they're not. I, you know, I, I think I've told you numerous times that I'm kind of a student of the Civil War. And, and kind I, of? Well, I think you're a professor. Well, but. but the thing is, Bill, thank you, sir. Um, the thing is, these I should know better. Because in the Civil War, there were great generals and then there were clowns. Okay? And nothing has changed. I mean, in the Civil War, they had McClellan, who had a massive army in Virginia, and he had, a, had an opportunity to end the Civil War by taking Lee's army out but, because he had a far superior force, but he was afraid to move because he kept thinking that Lee's army was bigger. And it wasn't. It was a fraction of what McClellan had. And, and Lincoln kept saying, would he please move? Would he please do something? And McClellan kept saying, no, I'm not ready. They're bigger than we are. The, and he was afraid to make the He shouldn't have been a leader. No. But see, that's guys like Kirby. He was Kirby was an admiral. Kirby, this guy I'm gonna play a cut from John Kirby. He's all in favor of the woke military. Listen. He absolutely, not to, I'm not going to get into debating each of these amendments, but I do want to make this point. Uh, he absolutely believes that diversity and inclusion and equity in the United States military is important. You know, if I were a Russian military officer or a Chinese military officer, I would be applauding and clapping at that man's stupidity. Because well, the, they probably are, but yeah, go ahead. The, yeah, because they, um, they have one goal in their military. I'm sure, is to make the strongest, most powerful, most effective uh, military force in the world. That's their goal in those armies, and that mm -hmm. should always be our goal here. It's not what they look like. It's not whether a male is wearing a female uniform. I'm putting makeup on because we're so inclusive. That's not what the military is about. What is it? What is the old saying? They're out there to uh, shoot things and to kill people. I mean, break things and to kill people. I mean, break it, things and blow them up until they give in, and then, you know, we and, might go back and fix it. And we, you know, you hate to say it like that. You hate to sound so ruthless, but seriously. There's no other reason for a military. They're our fighting force. You know, we, we mm -hmm. call them our fighting force. They're not our woke force. They're, They're the last resort to get action done. Well, this clown, Kirby, he's talking about, oh, we, we should be a woke and a diverse, uh, a diverse military force. No. We should have no... Uh, the only standard we should have is... Uh, weight and height, and maybe an intelligence standard. 
maybe no criminal record. If that, those are the things you should be you should be looking for, and that's about it. Then after after that, they should be uh, good to go. But you know this this woke stuff, meeting quotas. You know you watch the Chinese military and they're uh, uh, they have these uh, videos on their military force, and you see them walking through uh, the square in Beijing, and they're snappy. I mean, we're talking hundreds of soldiers, and they're walking in lockstep, and their uniforms are pressed and pristine, and they're, they look ferocious. Even in their march, they look ferocious. And, and that's all part of the image. You know, mm-hmm. they, by the way, they stole, the, they stole our uh, plans for our uh, stealth fighter and stuff like that, thanks to— uh, Sure. Yeah, uh, uh, they, they've got spies everywhere. And, uh, you know, we had Bill Clinton, who made it easy for them to get uh, plans and el- electronics during his administration that he sh- they never should have gotten. Uh, but they got it. They got it because yeah. they had a friend in the White House. Uh, anyway, I, I could go on. But our military is probably the weakest it's been in years. He called up 3,000 ready reservists yesterday to send them over, I guess, to be in the Ukraine area. Now, why? Why? Well, we're, we're building up for something, and I, none of it's good, you know, but there's a lot of, you know, I'm, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at another story, and I guess in a sideways way. Well, it, it, getting back to the Ukraine situation, yeah. we, we have got to uh, uh, all be prepared for the fact that they're walking us into a war right now. I mean, this, this, this tottering, doddering fool that we have in the White House is literally walking our soldiers into uh, active participation in the Ukraine war, if we're not already doing it. And well, we probably are already engaged or about to engage. And, you know, them calling up, you know, those uh, ready res- uh, reservists, you know, that they reactivated, that's one. I find it odd they're going after senior citizens now. Hey, you want to join? Come on, we got a job for you. What are you gonna What are you gonna do with that? But they're doing it and offering benefits. And it's also interesting too that young people now, and I know Democrats are worried about it. Young people are not identifying as Democrats, which is probably why I saw that. Yeah, they're going after you know the the student loan forgiveness for you know, but actually it doesn't help the young people because. Uh, the Supreme Court said, no, you can't do this. So Joe can't do it. So what did he do? He forgave it anyway for 800,000 people. You, you know, know um, something interesting happened. I, I, I want to play this for you. It's, uh, sure. Uh, there's a podcast called The X-22 Report, and uh, it's interesting. I listened to it. A uh, guy does a good job on it. And... Um, he had an interesting little cut uh, on yesterday's program, and I don't think he'd mind me playing it. This is actually, and it's really a news item. It's not like he's talking about his personal opinion. Uh, this is from the Daily Mail in London, and it talks about when President Biden was over there this past week, and he was walking around, you know, uh, following the King of England around and getting lost in the parade and stuff like that, which is true. Um, he, they, they, they saw the young officer, the woman who was carrying the, the I guess the, 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 uh, what do they call it? 
the carrying the, uh, the football. The, the football. football. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Bill. Uh, and they took a closer look and, well, I'll let them explain. Is that the Daily Mail, they put out an article and it says a female U.S. Army officer brings Joe Biden nuclear football to Downing Street. And they showed the female U.S. military aide carrying the nuclear football in her uniform. And Derek Johnson looked at it and he said, well, this is interesting. This doesn't make any sense because her uniform is not regulation. So let me just read a couple of his truths here so you can understand what he's talking about. And yes, he included pictures and diagrams of what he has seen here. So the first thing he says is that, number one, how about the correct insignia? Circles the patch on the soldier's arm. And this patch, well, the army inactivate the accessions command. This was done in 2011. So this individual, how old were they when they got this? Why are they still wearing it? And it's inactivated. But let's move on. Then on the soldier's collar of the jacket on her uniform, it shows an eagle with wings, but there is no such eagle with wings that the army gives out. And next to this picture shows all the different pins. So it doesn't match up. That's kind of odd. Then he goes on, he says, if she only had two badges, still incorrect. So he's talking about the badges on her pocket. The badge is not supposed to be in the center. If there's just one badge, it goes on top of her ribbons. So that doesn't make any sense. And when you look at the diagrams, it's supposed to be um, on the left and on the right. And if there's only one, it goes on top of the ribbons. The same thing with her other badge. She has it below her pocket. When you look at the uniforms, it's supposed to be on the pocket. Why does she have it below the pocket? Why doesn't anything make sense here? It's very, very odd. Then he says, look at the belt. There's supposed to be no loop. Why is there a loop? Something doesn't make sense. Then he goes on to show her shoulder pads, and it shows that she's lieutenant colonel, has a silver pin on there. There's supposed to be a stripe, but there is no stripe. And then you look at the ribbons and the order of precedent matters. There's not even a ribbon that color on the chart that matches what she's wearing. Something doesn't make sense. And he goes on and on showing every piece of her uniform and it doesn't make sense. So the question is, is this person really a soldier? Does she just mess up her uniform? Because I thought the army, the Marines and all of them, they take pride in how they're displayed. So something doesn't make sense. And he's calling them out on this. Now, either she doesn't really care and she just puts things anywhere, or this person is an actor in one gigantic movie. That's uh, Dave Nazipsode from uh, mm -hmm. the X-22 report. What he was reading, though, was a story from the Daily Mail. Uh, that's a legitimate mainstream media source in uh, in England. And they had noticed the uniform just didn't look like a uniform. And when he was talking about the medals, the badges that she had mm -hmm. on her chest, they had circled one of the badges, and the badge does not exist in, yeah. in our now, uh, military. I have two, two thoughts on that. First one is a simple thought. You know, 
the reason they call it a uniform when you wear it, it's like when you see soldiers marking, marching, they're all marching in step. They're in uniform. And the same thing about the outfit you wear, it, it is a symbol of the precision that goes into our fighting machine. But I'm sitting there, I was thinking about it going, what if, you know, there's another, there's another power, another military army out there that is sitting in the works that they're slowly introducing, slowly the the snake is about to rear its head. Well, the scary thing about that would be that that mean that would mean that there's the traditional army out there versus this new military. It, it essentially, well, would be a divided army, divided military. If what you say is true, yeah, and they have they they well maybe they've been around for a little while, and they're there. We already know. You and I would say that. Biden is an illegitimate president. And there are a lot of people that will say that. And yet they're predicting even in the 2024 election, it's done. It's a done deal. Biden's going to win or the Democrats are going to win. What if, you know, there is this coup that has been out here lurking. They've taken control of the Oval Office. And now it's just a matter of time before they unveil who they really are behind the curtain. It's a distinct possibility. I mean, um, we'd never, we wouldn't know until it happened. Till we, you know, it's, it's not obvious right now to a lot of people. No, it's not. But then I'm going to throw another curveball in here because I saw a story from California where they're implementing new K, K through 12 mathematics framework based on social Justice. So well, look, we're, look, we're, look what Biden did yesterday, Bill. Look mm-hmm. what Biden did yesterday with the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court said that it is illegal to uh, to unilaterally dismiss student loans. The executive right, branch can't do it. So what did he do? He went. He was. He, he circumnavigated around it and said, "Go ahead, and we're we're forgiving loans." So how much is that going to cost us? Because You've got 804,000 people out there, and these are people that have been paying their debts for a long time. Now they're going to get forgiven. How much are they paying? Has anybody multiplied the, you know, nearly uh, 1 million people by the amount of debt? How much does that add up to? And he's promised it's just a matter of time within the next two years, the young people are going to get this too, because he promised them something that he can't give. My question is, uh, um, I mean, it's, it's illegal to be doing this. Isn't this a, a, the move of a dictator? Well, yeah, that's what I said earlier. This is, he's a dictator. You know, he's proven it now. There's no question about it. It's not me, you know, conspiracy, you know, it's not conspiracy anymore. It is a fact yeah. that he is a dictator. I mean, for him, usually when the Supreme Court says it's illegal, you can't do it then you don't do it. This guy right. literally flipped the fickle finger of fate at the Supreme Court and said, the heck with you, we're doing it, whether you like it or not. So what has to happen? Now I think, because I think somebody has to challenge him. That means somebody has to complain. They have to sue the administration for doing what they're doing. 
there's a process to this. You see, and it, uh, this guy is amazing. He doesn't care what you think. You know, think about this. They go down to the FBI goes down to Mar-a-Lago, and you have a very cooperative president down there who has been working with them for months uh, about documents, working on a friendly basis, being very cooperative. And then one day, the Justice Department decides we need some optics here. We're going to raid the place. We're going to raid Mar-a-Lago. Mm. Never mind the fact that we've been in there at our you know, whim, uh, every whim. Uh, we've been in there getting everything we need, but we're going to raid it. And we're going to have the media see it, and we're going to have all the lights and the guns and stuff like that. We're going to embarrass the living daylights out of this, this 45th president. That's what we're going to do. And that's what they did. Then they get down there, and before you know it, they're going to indict him on uh, on those documents because they got it all worked out. They got it all planned. Now, cut to last week in the White House. They literally mm. find a bag of illicit drugs in the White House, cocaine. They find it. There isn't a building in the United States that probably has more cameras. I mean, they have cameras everywhere. You can't sneeze in the corner without them saying Gesundheit. They have you covered. They have you, you go through a checkpoint as you come into the uh, grounds. You get a check again when you go into the building. I mean, they're always making sure you are who you are and you're not doing something nefarious. That's the truth. So after, what, a week, 10 days, mm -hmm. the Secret Service says, well, we're going to close the case. Right. Nothing to see here. We don't know whose drugs they are. That's it. I mean, we're not going to go after anybody. Now, never mind the fact that the president's son is living in the White House, and he is a known drug addict. I, I heard something today blew my mind. Do you realize he's been to recovery? He's been to recovery centers 10 times. The yeah. guy, I heard a guy list the 10 different facilities he's been to rehab places because he's had this drug problem since like 2003. And it's not a big deal, folks. Nothing to see here. The Secret Service, the FBI, they were working hand-in-hand on this investigation, and they just couldn't find out who's. They knew 10 minutes after the bag was discovered whose drugs that was because they got cameras, folks. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, I, I mean, I find it amazing. Two separate types of law. You know, what you were saying about the military being divided. You know, mm -hmm. maybe there's some truth to what's going on here. Maybe we do have a separate president. Maybe Trump did win. I'm just saying, let's be hypothetical. Let's, let's play a little game here. Let's say Trump did win the presidency. Let's say there was a faction in the military, a loyal patriotic faction that looked at everything you know he did he did uh, institute space force and supposedly space force was very much into computers and the computer networks and they they were uh and still are uh, an incredibly techno technological military branch so mm -hmm. let's say they have all the facts they, they have proof that it was stolen they have proof. The facts are out there. They're, they're, and I know that's what they were looking for at Mar-a-Lago. Everything else is a ruse. Well, let's say, because, let's say Trump's idea was, well, look at if we, 
if we physically challenge this guy's presidency right now, the media will say we're doing a coup. And mm-hmm. and they will say we're at fault. They will side with the illicit government, the illegal government. Am I right? I mean, that that's what they yeah, would you're, say. Yeah, you're right. But, you know, I think there's a bigger problem that grows beyond that because there's a lot of mind control and manipulation through the news, through the stories, through the, you know, uh, some politicians, through schools, obviously, they've infiltrated you know, back when you look at the uh, the old McCarthy trials and you go way, way back when, you know, the communists were trying to infiltrate the United States and socialism and stuff, well, they might have had their plans here, but what if they just planted the seeds for us to self-destruct ourselves, which is actually what they did. So we've got this, this, this virus that has grown in the United States, and they have actually formulated and become a foe and they're about to rear its head and that's why you see that military uniform maybe that they're they're letting you know that they've been out there they talk about militias supposedly maybe. trump didn't hand over the nuclear football supposedly well, trump did not and if you look at his motorcades to these indictments they're official they're 17 cars and an ambulance they're not a yeah. former president they're the motorcade of a president. Now, people may say that's nonsense, but, I mean, a lot of what we've seen in the past couple of years would appear to be nonsense. Uh, well, that would be the motorcade of a president in exile, you know, wanting to take his country back. Well, unless he's considered, let's say he's considered by a faction of our government, our military, as being the legitimate president. Well, there are, okay, when you see a president... End his term. Nobody calls him Mr. President anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe as a polite thing here or there, but they're no longer president. They're a citizen. Mm-hmm. That hasn't happened to Trump. You know, the, the fellow Trumpers, we call him the president. But even some of the mainstream media that's left, they do say President Trump. They slip and say that because even they know he is the president. And now that could be their caveat to turn things around, saying, All right. you know, if... Question, where do you think this is going? <sighs> to hell in a handbasket, uh, because I see, you know... Are we, going to a, are we going to a civil war? Probably after the election. You think it'll happen um, after and not before? Well, it could happen before, but okay, let's look at the Hunter story. We know he's guilty. It's it's pretty obvious. It's it, that was Hunter's coke. Mm-hmm. That was Hunter's dope that they found a couple of times before when they found the pot. Yeah, and let's, you know, so it is what it is. But yet, you got like a show like The View going. Well, it was Republicans planning it. You know, they they change the story all the time. So let's just say that Trump was and is the legitimate president right now. But they. They put up this facade that they won and they've taken over the White House. So let's say that we take it back and he wins again. And they come back and go, well, you know, actually, you're right. It was a facade. He was the legitimate president. But he can't run. You know, try to find some way. He's not going to win again. No, he's not. If President Trump were to get, in my opinion, this is just an opinion, but I think that if he were to get if he were to get 150, 
thousand votes more than uh, no, if he were to get two million votes more than Biden, uh, he will still lose because if you own the system, you own the presidency, and they own the system. Right. Not only do they own the system, the actual counting system, but they own the appeal system. They have the corrupt judges in place to deny challenges. Look, they had more votes than people that voted in the last election. Yep. How do you figure that? So, you know, and it only benefited Biden? You got to be kidding me. So you think that we're headed towards hell in a handbasket as you... Uh, That's the nice way of saying it. Yeah, you know, we're up the creek without the paddle, and you know that famous creek. You know, fall out of the boat. Do you think people like Putin and and Xi know what's going on over here? Do you think they're aware that we're on the precipice of uh, of some kind of uh, internal strife? Yeah, I think they know it. I think you know. They're going to have to wait to see how it breaks out to see if they can benefit from it or if it's going to be bad. Because if the powers that be do what they want to do, they're not just here. They're in. They're all over the place. But we are the kingpin that has to be knocked down first. And the thing is, or, people say, well, if if we had a, an internal fight here, say there was a uh, some kind of strife, military strife, internal uh, situation – wouldn't that be the perfect time for like Russia or China to take control of our situation? And actually the most dangerous time to attack an animal is when it's, it's in the throes, you know, when it's, when it's, when it's fighting for its existence, you don't want to be getting in the middle of a dog fight. Do you know what I'm saying? It's better to stand back and let it resolve itself before you do anything. That's when you, you figure out whether or not you have an opportunity or not. But well, you, you don't step in the middle of a dogfight. Okay, let's take a look at the Russia-Ukraine thing. You know, did we maybe not help instigate that or factions on, you know, that are at play here now in this country? Maybe they, maybe they did that to keep Russia at bay as they get ready to do what they're going to do here. This is all conspiracy. I'm not saying this no, is going that's to happen. No, that's an interesting uh, interesting thing to think about. I mean, that's, you know, there's a lot of things at play here. A lot of wheels are spinning. A lot of things in motion. Let's um, put it this way. When I grew up, and I'm sure there were evil, there was evil at play, but I didn't really pay attention to it. But it was still, you know, it's like, it's like a cancer. You know, you got a little little spot there and you don't really think much about it and you kind of poke at it and whatnot. But, you know, the, the overall, you're in fine shape, fine. And then all of a sudden, you get a little bit older and that thing gets a little bit bigger and bigger and bigger. Well, now we are riddled with this cancer that we've had in this country. It, this is not the country that I remember as a kid. Even when I got to be a teenager, I, you could see changes, but yeah, you know, you could, you can kind of go with it. But now what's going yeah, on? It's true. It is so drastic. It's, it's, you know, it's unfathomable. I heard somebody say um, that there's a large faction of people in this country who are just waiting for a situation who have already resigned themselves to the fact that there's going to be some kind of civil unrest. 
that well, that to me is mind-boggling. See, I'm just an old guy, you know, uh, sitting on the sidelines, kind of trying to figure these things out. But uh, uh, I've heard that there are people, younger people out there, you know, uh, who are have just about had it. You know, well, when you go the, when, you, when you watch a Trump rally, Bill, and they got fifty thousand people there. Yeah. Those are people that are dissatisfied with what's going on. Well, I, you know, I think there's an age cutoff, though. You know, I do think there's an age cutoff, and it might be 30, 35. Above that, there's a, you know, there's a very disgruntled faction out there, and it's growing. But I think when you get to the younger generation, they're fed up with all of us. They're done with it. They don't identify as Democrats. They're not really identifying as Republicans either. Uh, it, it, there's I don't a think problem. a lot of the younger people are paying attention, though, Bill. I don't think they may not be, but and see now there that opens the door of opportunity, and that's where all this, hey, hey, man, you know, free education, yeah, uh, you know, all of this cool stuff. They don't understand more. more, I think they're more interested in going to the latest Taylor Swift concert than uh, following what's happening in the world. It's all and it's understandable, by the way. It's all it's understandable because when I was their age. I was only interested in rock and roll and radio, and I didn't pay attention to politics. Politics? Who the heck cares about politics? You know, I'm, I'm having a great time. This is a wonderful world. And I guess well, maybe that's the, a good thing. Look at the person we talked about, what was it, yesterday or the day before? Roseanne Barr. You know, I remember back in the, what, the 80s, as a matter of fact, when uh, she first came on Roseanne. And it was such a, there was that, and there was married with children kind of controversial shows. But um, it it took over and dominated. You would have never, ever, in a month of Sundays, a year of Sundays, would have thought that she would be conservative. No, and, it's true. And that got her dumped, you know, for because the one thing that you knew about her from the old shows to now, she's a mouthy broad, you know. <laughs> but she she's a, a lot smarter in real life, I think, than people give her credit for. Maybe that's maybe that's because she plays off that, you know, that whole image that you had, that mouthy broad image. Uh, the fact of the matter is, she is a smart lady, and she pays attention. She oh, pays I think attention. she is a mouthy broad. But you're right. I think that she she has her values, and she, you know, she's going to let you know what they are. She's she's centered well. I'll yeah, put it that I, way. I, I have become a fan. I really have. <laughs> hey, uh, Tucker Carlson was doing a, a program yesterday on uh, The Blaze. And mm-hmm. I guess what they're doing is he's doing these interviews with these different presidential candidates. Told you he was going to end up on there. But he's one not, way or another. I, I don't think he's going to be there full time. I no, think he's but, working on something uh, independent of The Blaze. But it's good for him and good for Beck. I mean, that's, you know, Beck wanted to get him there so badly. Well, he had and he Asa, usually gets what he wants. He had Asa Hutchinson on, and um, Asa Hutchinson is a true empty suit. If mm-hmm. you you know, he literally this is the truth. He had a rally last week, and six people showed up. Six, right? Uh, and I don't know whether that includes his staff. And I mean, nobody's interested in this guy's candidacy, but yet, right. He's still out there, you know, and uh, he. He talks the good talk, but he doesn't walk the walk. I, I want you to hear this one little uh, one little exchange between Tucker right. and Asa Hutchinson. 
And how many COVID shots did you take and how do you feel about it now? In retrospect. How many COVID shots did you take? Zero. (laughs) You know, I mean, Asa thought he was going to throw it back in Tucker's court and Tucker, he nailed them. Zero. (laughs) Um, Tucker was waiting for him. Yeah. Yeah. He is, he's a strange, he had a, a law in his state of Arkansas when he was governor that I believe, and I'm trying to make sure I got this right, I believe that if he'd signed this law, it would have been beneficial to child traffic, uh, to, uh, to, to getting rid of child trafficking in his state. It was an important uh, move on the part of people who were looking to end child trafficking, and Hutchinson didn't sign it. And so, I mean, there are a lot of, there are a lot of people who say they're Republicans. They say they're, they're one of us and they're really not. That's the problem with the Republican party. The Democrats, they, they march for the most part lockstep. I mean, even the ones who don't like certain things when push comes to shove and they have that D behind their name, they get in line. They stand with the Democrats. But the Republicans have a faction that is the MAGA faction, which is the patriotic faction. And then they have this other faction, the Mitt Romney faction, the Mitch McConnell faction, that really has more, they have more in line with the Democrats than they do with their own party. But they, they present themselves to the world as one of us. And they're the, they're the most dangerous in my in my opinion, because yeah, they are. they're they're uh, they're liars, they're liars, mm-hmm. and they uh, they 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 will damage you. Uh, I was just I heard a story. I think I can play some of it here. Um, this is about Matt Gates in Florida. Matt right. Gates is a patriot, and he stands up for for what we believe in. Okay. And he was he grilled Christopher Ray. I'm gonna play a little bit of it here. And so what what does Kevin McCarthy do? He you know, Kevin McCarthy says he's one of us. Kevin McCarthy has opened up an investigation of Matt Gates. Now, this investigation had is the same investigation that the Department of Justice had going and closed because they had they just didn't have any evidence that Gates did anything wrong. So what does McCarthy do? McCarthy, because Gates isn't falling in line, he reopens it. But listen, um, Steve Bannon has some opinions. American people need to understand what just happened. My my Democrat colleague just asked the director of the FBI whether or not they are buying information about our fellow Americans. And the answer is, well, we'll just have to get back to you on that. Sounds really complicated. But I have other questions. I'm sitting here with my father. I will make certain that between the man sitting next to me and every person he knows and my ability to forever hold a grudge, that you will regret not following my direction. I am sitting here waiting for the call with my father. Sounds like a shakedown, doesn't it, Director? I'm not going to get into commenting on that. Well, you, you, you seem deeply uncurious about it, don't you? Almost suspiciously uncurious. Are you protecting the Bidens? 
Absolutely not. The FBI well, does not the has no oh, interest on. in You won't answer the question about whether or not that's a shakedown, and everybody knows why you won't answer it. Because to, ev- to the millions of people who will see this, they know it is. And your inability to acknowledge that is deeply revealing about you. But let's go from the uncurious to the downright nosy. How many illegal FISA queries have occurred under your leadership of the FBI? Only, only Gates... A little bit Andy Biggs' mother, but Gates took the lead. Gates took the lead the NDAA. Gates took the lead on on uh, on uh, grilling Ray to gain to the bottom of it. Gates is the guy that uh, changed the direction of the country with his leadership, sole leadership. There were others too, but sole leadership the first week of January. So what's Matt Gates's reward for that? What is Matt Gates's reward for being a voice of reason? A voice of reason. McCarthy and the Ethics Committee are now doing an ethics investigation on something the FBI dropped because there wasn't anything there. CNN's reporting they're going to go back on all these charges, these allegations and smears that came up from the left, from leaked from DOJ and the FBI that turned it that wasn't there. They dropped them. FBI dropped them. DOJ. Trust me, if there's a scintilla of anything, they'd have been all over Matt Gates. They weren't. So what is McCarthy? And this is how what a scumbag McCarthy is. This is the guy that shut down because he took money from Sequoia Capital, shut down a House intelligence investigation with that crook, Mike Turner, who's another scumbag who voted not to take out the woke and weaponize in the NDA today. Mike Turner and people in Dayton and and MAGA and Dayton ought to be humiliated. He's your congressman. He shut down an investigation into a major national security threat of a Chinese operative, Neil Shen, who works for the Politburo, the head of Sequoia Capital, taking your pension money and funding artificial intelligence weapon systems. And Joe Allen's going to be on here and tell you about AI. Okay, they shut that down and McCarthy has authorized, look the other way, why ethics is going to go after Matt Gates because they want Matt Gates to shut up. They want to bring Matt Gates to heel. They don't want Matt Gates on the NDAA. They don't want Matt Gates uh, going after Ray. They don't want Matt Gates leading the impeachment inquiry into, uh, into Garland. They don't want him starting a criminal uh, referral on Chris Ray. They certainly don't want him with the motion to vacate. So they think they're going to play checkmate on Matt Gates. I got news from McCarthy in this audience has news over our dead bodies will you do anything to matt gates matt gates has been the one person this entire congress even with the heroic leadership of the six and the 20 and these other people have come together to try to stop this madness what mccarthy when you sold out the country and i'm telling you brother there's something quite suspicious about your activity you shut down investigations you took money from sequoia capital you got ccp companies all over your district and now, and you're, you allowed Biden to have two years of $15 trillion plus of spending and at least $4 trillion added to our debt. You, you, you. And now you're going to come after Matt Gates with some phony made up charges that even a Justice Department that hates him and an FBI that hates him even more dropped. This is the way the town plays, right? This is, this is the way the cartel rolls. Well, you're not taking Matt Gates off the board, okay? Because Matt Gates is an American patriot and Matt Gates is an American hero. Wow, that's Steve Bannon. And uh, yeah. he, he kind of nails it. Uh, but, they, but it's interesting. You would think that the speaker would be going after 
the, the real enemies of uh, the state. But instead, the speaker turns around and he, he I'm going to do an investigation on Matt Gates. Matt Gates is a loyal, you know, Republican patriot. And he's going to get uh, he's going to get the once over from from Kevin McCarthy, even though the Justice Department did the same investigation and found there was nothing to see here. Mm-hmm. Just, he just wants to make Gates' life miserable. This is the kind of swamp dwellers that we have down there. You know, McCarthy, he has a nice haircut. He looks good on camera. He talks in a nice, soft-spoken way like he's, you know, really a pleasant guy. But well, it ain't true. This all gets back to my original theory anyway, that everything that goes on in D.C., it is like a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. You got the Wabbit and you got Elmer Fudd. And what's going to happen is, you know, at 5 o'clock, they punch their time cards and they go home and they shake hands. Go, hey, Charlie, have a good day. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, they're all in cahoots. And why? It's a show for us. And we know what kind of show that we're talking about. We sure do. Um, I think we've uh, just about uh, wound this clock to to its completion, don't you think? Yeah, close. I mean, a couple of things out here that... uh, Oh, did you get your Powerball ticket yet? Yeah, I'm all set. I, I, as a matter of fact, I'm 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 getting well, ready was, to uh, to buy that new car that I've been looking. Well, that's you're not <laughs> going to get the big money because I've already got that. No, spent. no, 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 no. I got the big money. You can have the little money, but <laughs> no, 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 no. I said to the uh, lady bro- yesterday. I said, uh, "Here's my money." I said, uh, "It's my contribution to make so that I can enjoy the dream," you know. Um, yeah, yeah, you know, what if you had a lottery that you bought into for the anticipation, but it was never drawn? Let me ask you a so question. You, you, never, th- you never would be a loser. Well, do you think that somebody, you know, we don't know whether there are real winners out there, do we? Well, I mean, you, you nowadays see- they'll say Ralph Snodgrass of, you know, uh, Paducah, Michigan won, right? But you don't yeah, see do pictures you- of Ralph Snodgrass. You don't see, I mean, you don't, you don't see him cashing the check. Is there a real guy out there who's winning the lottery or is it just a way for them to get money? And the survey says, (laughs) and I said that for a reason, do you remember the movie The Running Man? No, I do not. No, no. Oh, well, the premise is it's a guy that's a cop Mm -hmm. and he's in a helicopter and it's a TV show where you take people that have been, uh, you know, they've been convicted of stuff. Okay. Now, the payout is... You know, when you get on there, I'm, I can't remember the guy. Oh, the you, guy that was you, the, you can escape and live. That's, that's the that's you the, escape and live. Mm-hmm. But you know, otherwise, you know, they've got you know, Mister America that comes and gets you, and all these guys, these sure. these fighters of crime that chase you in in this mock up city where it's set up to win. But of course, Schwarzenegger is in there, and he's he's taking them all out. You know, and then. You know, they're showing the uh, the picture of last year's winner. Their winners are off vacationing, and then all of a sudden they get the camera. No, these are last year's winners. They were burned up by a flamethrower. So, in other words, it was <laughs> yeah. It, you know, that, it's so, all it's all phony. So maybe maybe the lottery's that way too. I don't know. You know, <laughs> uh, well, gives us hope for something, but it's not. I'll it's tell just, you tonight. Do you, do you feel actually? I don't know about you, but when I look at the numbers. I shouldn't feel this way because I've 
every I've lost. I mean, the last time I won anything from the lottery was in 1973. I won $200 in the Connecticut lottery. You won $200? Yeah, I won $200. Wow. And, and I got to tell you something. I've spent uh, 200000 trying to do it again, <laughs> you know, over the course well, of Well, see, that's the lure of it, you know, because you got to play to win, and it's. <laughs> yeah. You love this one. It's a numbers game. It so, is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. The more you play, the better your shot, the more you spend, and you may not. You well, know? you know, it's interesting. Um, for years, the mob had lotteries, and they were illegal. And people went to jail for it. You know, they were running numbers and stuff. And now the state does it and they have these wonderful slick commercials and everybody's happy. And, you know, I do feel let down, by the way, when I lose. I I, I hate to say this, and I'm sure other people feel the same way. You know, $700 million jackpot. I'm thinking, I've already spent the $700 million. I've, I've been lying in bed at nighttime with my... Eyes closed, thinking, well, I'll give this to so-and-so, and I'll buy this, and I'll have to get some security. And, of course, I can't stay in the neighborhood I live in now because of well, security measures. But I'll move to a nice, uh, well-guarded mansion. So, I mean, I'm, I've already figured out where the money's well, going. Yeah, you know what? Here, Here's a thought. You know, uh, of course, the government, if they did it, they would screw it up and squander the money on other programs. But... What if we did a national debt lottery? I mean, look, you got it up to, you know, damn near a billion dollars. You know, how long would it take to sit there and people put in that kind of money to where all of a sudden that debt comes down? You mean the government do a lottery and uh, have a big jackpot, but the remainder of the funds go to pay off the debt, national yeah. debt? Well, I mean, that, that probably makes too much sense. And by the way, we're talking about politicians doing the right thing, Bill. And oh, well, it, it doesn't yeah, happen. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, what you don't want to do to say to a politician, we have an excess two billion dollars, because you won't have an excess for very long. No, no, no. They're gonna find a social program or <laughs> votes they can buy with that yep. money. Yep. So just imagine and you know, since we help the Democrats out with their their budget and thing and everything, you know, we, we've tipped over an extra trillion dollars now to the debt. So, you, you know, and that was McCarthy too, just so you know, mm-hmm. he, he's, he's, he screwed the Republicans on that. Cause you know what, because that little thing that he did and they all voted on you wait, it's going to be in the campaigns, you know, next year, turn of the year here going mm-hmm. into it. They are going to take that and shove it right up our... Uh, Gazinga you know, yes. Uh, yeah, the one, yeah. <laughs> yes. Our keister. Um, anything else you want to add before we wrap this one up? Uh, I was just going to say Biden hasn't been impeached yet, although the paperwork is in, but it takes a little while. It's a process. Got to have two-thirds vote in the Senate to do it, which I don't think they'd get. But, you know, that could be a poison pill for the Republicans. Hey, you, know? you, you, you heard that over the uh, this past week, uh, uh, when I guess when they were in Lithuania... Uh, Biden got on stage and referred to his old buddy Vladimir Zelensky, and uh, yeah. yeah, as a po- his Voldemir. name is his name is Voldemir, you know Zelensky. You would think that he would know, but uh, apparently Joe doesn't. And, and you know, I saw the video of him saying the wrong name. Standing next to him was uh, that uh, doofus up in Canada. God bless you, Canadians. I don't know how you deal with this guy uh, Trudeau. I mean, uh, what a doofus. You know, some people think he's actually the uh, illegitimate son of Fidel Castro. And, he might and be. He might be, yeah. I, I, I'll, yeah I, actually, that's legit. 
Well, I know. I mean, you, if you look at him, put a beard on him, and uh, there's a resemblance. And apparently, uh, his mother, Trudeau's mother, was uh, enamored with Fidel back in mm-hmm. the '60s. So, I'm just saying, you know. Uh, yeah, you know. You know. Yeah, sometimes. But uh, if you watch the video of uh, of Joe screwing up the name, you can see Trudeau's eyes move. Like, say what? <laughs> You know, like you know, Vladimir. No, I mean, no, no, no. It's Voldemir, but but Joe is lost. I mean, Joe is he he is. Um, I know he's he's got uh, some impediments. He's not uh, uh, the guy he was uh, twenty years ago. But you know, twenty thirty years ago, he was a mean son of a gun, and and he was a liar back then. He was just uh, more cognizant of his lies do you know i mean he was mm-hmm. right now he lies by instinct i think you know he it's it's he will he he'll be confused and he'll be in a press conference and he'll say something that's that's wrong but and it's a lie but he doesn't know he's saying it the difference is 40 years ago he lied about his presidency remember he was running in 88 yeah. he was running yeah. in 1988 and he lied about his resume it's like holy smokes well, I understand that actually next year, you know, with the run-up to the campaign, they're just going to get a big six-foot-four cutout of him, put it on stage with a uh, remote speaker mounted to it so somebody in the background can be uh, Joe Biden. They did a poll, and they released it yesterday, of people who they asked the question, do you think that uh, Joe Biden will be the Democratic candidate for the presidency in 2024? And like 80% said no. So... A lot of people think that no matter what he says right now, no matter what his intentions, he won't be the guy that they uh, they stand behind in 2024. And it won't be Robert Kennedy Jr. because he's too mainstream, too moderate for them. But he's he's got uh, now I don't agree with everything he says, but he's got a voice he needs to be heard. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey buddy, that's a, it's a wrap. Another uh, weekend update, uh, kind of an inter- interesting program. We meandered over a lot of different areas and threw well, in some opinions. We always do that. We yeah. wallow in the mud a little bit more on uh, on the Saturday show. <laughs> I like and that. I got to take a bath right now. <laughs> <laughs> wallow in the mud. How appropriate. Hey, my friend. Slop around with the rest of the pigs. Enjoy your Sunday. Relax. <laughs> Sound effects by Bill Knight. <laughs> Oh, it's time to go, folks. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on Monday. Bye, Bill. When I squeal like a pig, it's time to go. Hasta la vista. I'm out of here.